Hey, welcome back. What was it like paying attention to hedonic tone, the pleasant and unpleasant in your experience? Did you try resting in unpleasant hedonic tone, even if only for a second? What was that like? Today, we'll talk about pleasant hedonic tone. You may be thinking, great, I love pleasant hedonic tone. Me too. But it's not all unicorns and puppies and rainbows. Scientists did a really neat experiment exploring pleasant hedonic tone. Okay, so imagine this. You volunteer to take part in an experiment. When you arrive, a scientist offers you five different kinds of delicious chocolate. She asks you to try each one and choose your favorite. Now the experiment begins. The scientist asks you to eat a piece of your favorite chocolate and rate it on a scale of one to ten. One is yucky. Ten is delicious. You eat the delicious chocolate and rate it a 10. She offers you another piece. You gladly accept another 10. This is the best experiment ever. Now, it's a few minutes into the experiment. The chocolate keeps coming. You kind of realize you've had enough chocolate. The next piece kind of tastes like a 5. It's fine, but you don't really want any more. Several more minutes and lots more chocolate. Now you are starting to not want to eat the chocolate. The chocolate starts tasting like a four, then a three. Now it's been maybe 30 minutes and you are offered a piece of chocolate and you think there is no way I can eat this thing. I don't want the chocolate, but You put it in your mouth. It is sickly sweet, gross. Your body kind of wants to spit it across the room. This piece of chocolate is a one. Isn't that interesting? We tend to think that things that give us pleasant hedonic tone will always give us that same pleasant hedonic tone. But if you explore your experience, I'll bet you find this isn't true. Let's say you get a shiny red bicycle for Christmas. Yay! Big, pleasant, hedonic tone! But after a while, the bicycle seems less mm, interesting. You kind of get used to it. This is so common that scientists have a word for it. Habituation. We usually think the fault is in the object in this case, in the bicycle. If this bicycle isn't giving me pleasant hedonic tone, it's the bicycle's fault. And clearly, I need a new bicycle. A better bicycle. So I get a new, better bicycle. And sure enough, pleasant hedonic tone. But then, guess what happens? Yep, I get habituated to the new, better bicycle. I get used to it, and it no longer gives me that same pleasant hedonic tone. Hmm, maybe I need an even better bicycle. I bet you're seeing what's going on here. In this story, 
a bunch of new bicycles, but the same old me. You may be thinking, this is terrible. Why are you telling me this? But it's not terrible at all. It's actually great news. When we know that pleasant hedonic tone doesn't exist in objects, that it exists in our reaction to objects, we can be less enchanted by both the objects and the pleasant hedonic tone. We can be empowered to make wise choices about how we react to pleasant hedonic tone. We don't always have to chase it. Sometimes we can just enjoy it, know that it will pass, and get on with our lives. Okay, that's a lot. Your homework for the next couple of days is to keep exploring hedonic tone, the pleasant and unpleasant in your experience. And if you're feeling particularly brave, you might pay attention when you notice pleasant hedonic tone. How strong is it? How long does it last? Is the pleasure coming from the object or from my relationship to the object? Can I imagine a scenario where I would not have pleasant hedonic tone with this object? Okay, good luck. See you next time.